0: Hi, guys. This is Janelle. Um, I just want to give everyone a heads up who might be listening. There's some content in my poems that may be hard to hear. I talk about a lot of things to do with mental health and surviving abuse. And more so than that, I talk about hope. If you find it hard to hear this content, please reach out to your friends, your family. The crisis text line is available 24 hours a day, and you can reach them by texting 741741. Thanks, guys.
1: This is the Hollerin' Poets podcast, the podcast where we delve into the stories behind the poems on spoken word artist albums. I'm your host, Josh Mozug. We are with Janelle Marie talking about her album, The Valley Is Not Your Home. Yeah, so this is season three, episode 11. We're talking about post its as a form of coping, and we will end this episode with that poem. So, Janelle, uh, Do post-its themselves have like meaning to you personally in your coping process? Uh, Was that kind of the thought behind this?
0: Um, Yeah, this, this poem um, in general is just talking about um, how every bit of joy I find is self-care. And um, the poem is about self-care in general and the different ways that that can look. Yeah. At the end of the poem, um, it says, uh, I cope by putting eight post-it notes on the wall. I wake up facing every morning. They say, you will not always feel this way. Give it more time. You never would have thought you would make it this far. Depression is not terminal. You have so much left to say. You are still needed here. Janelle, keep going. You're loved. And um, I was in a depressive episode and I was really struggling to find um, the energy to care for myself, whether it be in um, big ways like going to therapy or um taking my medication or, or things like that. But even just something as small as like um, showering and um, or, or finding um, things to do with my time. So I wasn't dwelling on on negative things, um, fun things. I, I couldn't find energy for any of it. And I found myself just taking this stack of post-it notes and writing all those things I mentioned in the poem and placing them on my wall. And it was just this, kind of this last ditch effort to show myself love. And um, the next day I woke up and it was the first thing that I saw um, was these, essentially these tiny little love letters that I wrote myself. It gave me a lot of strength and I ended up getting up and um, continuing to do things for myself that would give me more and more strength. I prayed and I had chocolate chip waffles and I, um, reached out to my friends and I, um, took a bubble bath and I refilled my pill case. And I, um, did all these things that, um, I felt like I had had no energy to do because I felt like I wasn't worth it. Um, I felt like, uh, defeated and, um, all my life, uh, I really focused so much on big forms of self-care and I think it's important to balance self-care. And so I always focused on how like, okay, like therapy and breathing techniques and journaling and um, visualizing and and all these other things. Um, and so when I didn't have the strength to do those things, when I found I was just, for whatever reason, wasn't capable of doing those things, I felt like, wow, like I really, Um, I'm failing at this, like I'm, I'm really doing a horrible job and I really beat myself up for it. And I didn't give credit to all the little things that I do every day to find joy and to survive. Um, I don't have to be doing this like big show of um, things for myself. It's just little, little things like I, um, today I bought my students a, um, a little stuffed doll of Julia, the little Muppet from Sesame Street that mm. has autism. And I painted um, my toenails with purple glitter and um, all these little things that, like um, like I said, that don- aren't necessarily like textbook, um, they matter. And they brought me joy today. I was stressed today, I was, I was stressed. And I found that like finding those little pieces of joy really helped me and was a way to care for myself in the poem, I, I really just kind of like list all these between like silly and serious, like joyful things. Um, so I talk about um, going places with my friends, making plans with my friends, um, getting out in the world with them um, and how important that is for me. And then I also talk about how like, yeah, sometimes it's just like a good meal and my favorite Netflix show. <laughs> I cope so much better now than i used to is a line from the poem. Um, I talk about how like, I'm not perfect at it. I haven't evolved into this like master of self care where like, I still struggle with suicidal ideation. I still struggle with just wanting to kind of just dwell, just dwell in my misery. Um, Because like I talked about, and the whole theme of the book, and I talked about in that first poem, is just, like, sometimes it's easier to sink into it. Um, and so in the poem, you know, I acknowledge that, like, no, I'm not this, like, perfect um, this pinnacle of of self-care, but that I'm trying, and I keep trying, and that I'm proud of myself because I'm doing so much better now than I used to. I think it's important when talking about self-care um, is to talk about balance. Um, so in the poem, it's not all about, like, sweet little things like eating chocolate and, you know, sitting outside and and whatever. But it's also, like I do mention, like I I do go to therapy. Like I do take um, medication. I do um, exercise and I try to eat well. And I do all the other, the other things that are like prescribed by like a real psychiatrist. So it's very important to talk about both of those things in balance. Like I said, I really lacked that balance when I was younger um, on the side of like, I thought that it had to be um, definitely something only stuff that really could be prescribed to you. Um, and I didn't focus on like little bits of joy. Um, and so now as an adult, <laughs> I, I find it's a little bit more the opposite. I have to make sure that I'm not just doing um, fun things for myself. I'm not just treating myself every day. <laughs> um, that it's more about like, Hey, like I need to make sure that like today, like I said, today, like, I bought something that, like, brought me a lot of joy for my students, and I, like, painted my toenails, but, like, I also need to make sure that I go and pick up my prescription today. Yeah. Um, I have to make sure that I do that so it's balance um, is really important um, in the conversation, for sure.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good word because uh, it can be easy to get in that mode of, like, uh, you know, I, I can't do this alone, um, you know, like, relying on others to the point that um, – and, and maybe that's – a season for people. Um, Mm -hmm. and maybe it's a way longer season than you would want it to be. But, but ultimately just that, like the place that you would hope to, to get to is relying Mm -hmm. on others, but also having, um, I guess mechanisms to use on your own. Um, and on the other, other side, yeah. Damaging when you're only thinking about being self-sufficient and self-care to the point that you're like, you know it's easy to get so uh internally focused i think um that uh some of those maybe um good coping mechanisms can come from a bad place um or like when things go wrong you focus on those wrong things just yeah. as much as you focused on like the little positive things um, yeah,
0: absolutely. Like, I, I always found that when I like, I did end up self harming, I was like, so hard on myself about it. But I was just like, you did so much for yourself that day, that hour. And it's yeah. like, yeah, you screwed up and you hurt yourself. And that sucks. And I don't like that for me. But um, I don't want to focus so much on like all those crappy ways that I still fall back on to. Um, but like, I do so much for myself as a whole. And it's important to, you know, focus on that as well.
1: Mm hmm. Absolutely, yeah, um, one line that uh I don't know, I don't know how I feel about it, but uh, singing that baby shark song to your students. <laughs> um...
0: <laughs> this uh, so the book and that poem came out right when like that song, I mean this song is a pretty old song, yeah. but it was right before like the the one went viral. yeah and so it was this very like niche thing that only like me and my co-teacher like knew about. And so like I shared it in, like nobody like really like knew what I was talking about. and then like so maybe like three months later it was everywhere. And I was like, Oh gosh, like I thought that this was, yeah, a more like random personal thing that nobody would really get But uh, no, it's everywhere.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks for sharing, uh, sharing this. I think it's really cool that, uh, like even the post-it thing comes from a personal place, you know? Um, I think sometimes it's common for, uh, us us poets to write things where like, I cope by putting 8 post-it notes on the wall and like, that being more of a metaphoric thing than an actual thing. So I think it's a really cool detail that that like comes from a practical actual place. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah. So uh, thanks Janelle. Uh, that was the poem post-it notes as a form of coping. We'll end the episode with that poem. Um, again, you can check out Janelle's album at janellemarie.bandcamp.com. Double L's on the Janelle, double E's on the Marie. We will be back next time with uh, the very last episode of the season talking about the 24th track on the album, 1P57.
0: I cope as well as I can. I cope in the only ways I know how they work for me. I cope by writing this poem. I'll cope by saying it out loud. I cope by eating Reese's ice cream out of the container in Bethany's kitchen as we watch the Trolls movie for the hundredth time. I take medicine. I stop looking for a cure. I accept myself. I cope with dark humor and Bigfoot documentaries. I cope by talking to God and my mother and I'm trying to find the right therapist too. I cope with Wawa egg sandwiches and going to see Kubo and the Two Strings by myself. I drive to Point Lookout in the middle of the night to listen to the waves. I cope by painting my room, I hang my art on the walls, I cope by trying pizza in every city I visit. I listen to Dan's album on repeat on my way to a job that I love. I plan out the most perfect Halloween costume for me and my friends when it's only June. I wear that big ugly brown sweater. I get a genie lamp tattoo. I cope by standing with Ben in the freezing ocean in September. I go see my favorite band and pretend they've played every song they've ever made. I text Chris to pray for me when I'm too discouraged to do it myself. I believe God still wants to hear from me even if it's through somebody else. I help Brielle move into her new apartment. She places my first book onto her shelf. I cope by buying a pineapple-shaped phone case, then a cactus, then Baymax, a chocolate bar, Officer Judy Hopps, and Stitch. I stand on top of a waterfall. Tina and I send each other the same lyrics back and forth, back and forth. I never grow tired of our song. I cope by celebrating my birthday the entire month of February. I wear a tiara and everything. I know that's a lot, but if I'm being honest and I'm always trying to be honest. I don't always feel like celebrating life. I think it's important to stretch the party out when I do. I cope by cutting all my hair off at one in the morning, and I never regret it. I cope by begging my best friends to take pictures in the photo booth with me until they finally give in. I am always searching for the sunset. I drop everything and live out of a car with my friends for a week just to hear their songs every night. To push myself, because I'm ready to be free. I laugh loudly. I laugh often. I have a worn-out library card in a favorite spot at the beach. I keep Kate on speed dial. I cry big, ugly, fat tears over those YouTube videos of kids finding out they're going to Disney World. I find comfort in comforting. I cope with visualizing, counting, breathing techniques, telling the truth, and extra sleep. Yes, Netflix, I'm still watching. I make all the women in my life handmade Valentines for Valentine's Day. I wear a lot of yellow like school bus, spongebob, lemon yellow. I also wear a lot of floral print that probably resembles your grandma's couch because I think it makes me look like sunshine in a flower garden, and that really makes me smile. I sing that baby shark song to my students as many times as they want. I hold them extra tight. I cope so much better now than I used to. I was mostly just surviving back then. I won't spend much time explaining my alternatives. My worst-case scenarios sometimes I still fall back on them. They look like self-injury, not always in the ways you're used to seeing it. Sometimes it's just violent words thrown at the person who is the most gentle with me. The shrapnel slices through my body, too. It's skipping my pills. Saying, what's the point if they're not curing me? It's refusing to be vulnerable with anybody. It's isolating myself. It's holding on to the mantra that just repeats, I can't, I can't, I can't. And yeah, sometimes it is cutting. Sometimes it gets physical. But there are so many more ways to harm yourself that you need protection from. I've learned that the hard way. But lately, I've been finding better ways to wash the pain down, chew it up, and swallow it. The taste is bittersweet. I am proud of myself for keeping it down, but I wish it had never crawled in through my bared front teeth in the first place. But I am coping. I am dealing with it. I am healing from it the best I know how. I cope by placing eight post-it notes on the wall I wake up facing every morning. They say you will not always feel this way. Give it more time. You never would have thought you would make it this far. Depression is not terminal. You have so much left to say. You are still needed here. Keep going, Janelle. You are loved.